What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast with your boy, TK. And today we are breaking down WrestleMania 35, doing a little WrestleMania rewind on WrestleMania 35, taking this back only three years. So I did a, a random thing. I went onto the network or Peacock. Fuck, I wish it was the network. And I close my eyes, I scroll up and down, up and down for like two minutes. And I landed on WrestleMania 35 and I was like, fuck, what the fuck? Let's do it. And, you know, it's crazy just three years ago. And I don't remember half the shit that happened on it. And I guess maybe it, it's because it was meaningless at the time to me. Um, I don't really remember this WrestleMania standing out too much, but in all five hours and 20 minutes that I just consumed, I did enjoy the show. It was really, really fucking long, but I did enjoy it. But fuck was it long. If you're not familiar with the Wrestling Index podcast, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, and on alleverythingentertainment.com. On alleverythingentertainment.com, we got sports, wrestling, and a little bit of everything else. Um, you know, we got news, podcasts, interviews, a lot of lists, rankings, articles, a lot of good stuff on there. Um and be certain to check out this podcast. I will be going dropping episode one of our sports podcast with my guys, Mike Dog and Streets on Wednesday. So be sure to check that out as well. And you'll be able to find that on all everything entertainment.com as well as about 12 other podcasts right now. And we're just growing, doing the thing, enjoying, uh, enjoying what we do, throwing all our passion out there. And hopefully, uh, you know, you guys enjoy it. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out this podcast. And like I said, today we're talking about WrestleMania 35. And the show starts off with Hulk Hogan and Alexa Bliss. And uh, Alexa Bliss is looking great. She introduces Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan comes out and, uh, you know, the, the crowd was pretty into him. Um, they didn't boo him. I thought I remembered him getting booed, but he, he didn't get booed too bad. They were pretty into him. They are pretty hot for him. Uh, the fucking crowd was popping, dude, all night. It was a really good crowd until like three and a half hours into the show. And I kind of got dead, but I don't blame them, man. They're fucking there. It's a seven hour show. So I remember watching it. And, you know, like I said, it's a five hour and 20 minute rendition on Peacock. When I watched it, it was seven hours because I watched an hour and a half or a two hour fucking pre-show and the five hour show. It fucking might've been eight hours for all I know. I'm glad they do two nights now. I know a lot of people are opposed to the two nights, but um, I'm very happy that they do two nights. Break it up, you know, let people take in the action, let people take in the matches. Doing it six hours, seven hours of straight wrestling, it it, it gets a lot. Like you you start to not care, and it's not because you don't you don't care about the the matches or the superstars in the matches. You just like if that was match one on the show, you would have loved it. But the fact is, it's match twelve now. It's like oh fuck, I'm exhausted. Anyway, Seth Rollins is. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar start the show. The crowd is fucking in to Seth Rollins. Like, he is so fucking over. His entrance banged like fucking crazy. Um, he had, like, I can't really describe it because I'm not really into um, what, like, all those, like, like fucking HBO shows and, like, the gamers, the gamer shit. But I don't know. It looked like he had, like, a, like a shovel, like he was about to fucking slay somebody, really, is what it looked like. It was fucking pretty dope. I know, you're like, a shovel, he's about to slay somebody. I, I don't know. I can't, Like I said, I can't really describe it, but it was fucking it was fucking awesome, dude. He comes out to just this fucking raucous pop, man. And 
you know, the match starts. Brock beats the holy fucking shit out of him before the match even begins. He's throwing him all over the place. F5 on the floor. By the time the match begins, um, the bell rings. Seth's already beat the fuck out of. Brock continues to lay into him. We get a quick rough bump. Seth with the low blow. Um, three curb stomps later. One, two, three. And new universal champion, Seth Rollins. And... You know, it served its purpose. It, 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 it was a solid match. I liked how Brock attacked him before the match, and I liked how uh, Seth was resilient, and he, he came back, and he won the belt, and the crowd loved it. You know, we knew Seth was going to win this. From the time Seth had that uh, Iron Man match on Raw, winning the Royal Rumble, we're like, yeah, Seth, this is Seth Rollins' time, and he fucking deserved it. Monday Night Rollins, he was fucking fantastic. We move next into a fatal four-way tag team title match. And in this match, you got eight awesome athletes. You got eight fucking awesome professional wrestlers. You had the Usos defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Aleister Black and Ricochet, a team that should have never broke up. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, another weird team, but it worked. And then The Bar, another team that should never have fucking split up. This was a really fun match. And you can actually, on alleverythingentertainment.com, check out an article of our um, basically, it's our ultimate WWE WrestleMania card, and we can only use, we did a draft of matches that happened at WrestleMania, and you can only use one wrestler twice. We had to book 20 matches, or you can only use one wrestler once. So like Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Um, in this case, we use this Fatal 4 match to get all these guys on the card because this match fucking banged. And rewatching it, uh, three years later, it really held up to what I remember watching. All eight guys are good um you know the usos and alistair black and ricochet are fucking phenomenal the bar is just so good all eight guys got their spots and at the end of the day it was the usos retaining which is probably a, the, the the right move giving them their wrestlemania moment next match um aj styles and randy orton this was a really good match you know and again you have to think what if this was match like 12 instead of the third match on the show but it was placed properly the story was great. The, the video package going into it was good. This match was all about who's better than who. AJ Styles creating his legacy outside of WWE. Randy Orton creating his legacy inside of WWE. He's got that tenured, tenured last name with Bob Orton, the Cowboy Hall of Famer. And AJ Styles kind of had to come up on his own. Um, that was a story coming into the match. This was AJ Styles' fourth WrestleMania match. And... Uh, you know, AJ Styles' matches at WrestleMania always felt big. His first match was against Chris Jericho. I remember he lost. And then he wrestled Shane McMahon, and he got the, his much-needed WrestleMania win. And then he beat Shinsuke Nakamura in the WWE Championship match, which I still think Nakamura should have probably won that match. I digress. Fought Randy Orton here. This match was a great back-and-forth match. AJ eventually hits him with the phenomenal forearm on the floor, gets him back in the ring. Hits him with a phenomenal forearm in the ring for the one, two, three. Really good stuff. Really good. Uh, we transitioned then into the next match, which I'm still pissed off about three years later because Miz and Shane McMahon's rivalry, the Miz never got a win. Like, what the fuck was the point of this? Just to put Shane over? Like, no, you should have been putting Miz over in some capacity. Miz never got his win. This match was really fun. And uh, the George Mizanin interaction in the match made it a lot of fun. George, you know, was gift memed like crazy from his spot in the ring with Shane McMahon. You know, he goes to fight Shane. He puts his dukes up. Shane raises his hands a little bit for him. Pretty cool spot. Um, you know, 
you still see the George Mazanin memes to this day. Fuck, I'm in this fantasy football league, and I saw a George Mazanin meme, I think it was like two days ago. So, you know, that's another thing that's going to stand up in time. Um, Shane got the win. I don't necessarily agree with it. If Miz was going to get a win at the next pay-per-view, maybe fine, whatever. But he didn't, and he still hasn't got his win back. Like, I don't fucking understand how you're not going to get his your win back. I digress. Three years later, Miz is doing his thing. He's just fine. He's wrestling with tagging with Logan Paul this year, wrestled against Bad Bunny last year, was a WWE champion last year. So Miz is fine. Uh, let's move on. We got a women's four-way tag team championship match. And first and foremost, Sasha and Bailey look fucking fantastic with those belts coming out. The crowd is hot into them. All, all four of these teams, I really fucking dig. You know, I love the Iconics. And I love Naya and Tamina together. They're just two bad women. And then she's talking about bad women. You got Natalia and Beth Phoenix, two bad women. And then you got Bailey and fucking Sasha. I mean, that's fucking fantastic. That team is so good. They shouldn't have lost this match. I know you want to give the Iconics a WrestleMania moment. You know, two girls from Australia making it big on the big stage in New York. WrestleMania. But come on, man. Sasha Banks still three years later has not won a match at WrestleMania. This was the time to have them win. I mean, Sasha almost walked out over it, and I don't necessarily blame her. Sasha and Bailey should have got the win. The Iconics picked up the win. Um, there, there, was a, there was a spot towards the end. Well, first of all, there was a spot where Natty did a double sharpshooter on Bailey and Sasha that I thought was pretty cool. And then the end came when there was a glance, glam slam from Beth Phoenix onto Bailey, which was awesome from the top ropes. And uh, Billy Kay came and slid in for the win. You know, I thought that Bailey and Sasha got fucked. I thought Bailey and Sasha should have won uh, and kept their their titles. I mean, that would have been a good moment for them. But I digress. What was a good moment was Kofi Mania, and I got like a holy fuck. I didn't remember how good this Kofi Mania run was. The video package gave me goosebumps. Like I had like tears in my eyes. Like I was like fucking so excited going into this match. I was just like, holy shit. How is this making me feel some sort of way three years later? Like it was that good. The storytelling was that good. Um, the promo video for Kofi Mania was so good. Kofi having to run the gauntlet. Kofi getting run through by the bar. Um, then Biggie and Woods running through the tag team gauntlet to get Kofi as championship match. Fuck, let's go. The similarities of the story that Daniel Bryan had to go through at WrestleMania 30. Kofi's going through now at WrestleMania 35 with Daniel Bryan on the opposite side of the ring, calling him a B-plus player with Mr. McMahon and Daniel Bryan's corner rather than Kofi's. Like, just crazy shit. The storytelling was flawless. The video packages were flawless. The build to this match was insane. Um, Kofi was so over with the crowd, just so over um, with the crowd. At one point, Kofi hit an SOS with Brian reversed the pin into a label lock, which I thought was just fucking great wrestling. Um, the whole match was good. Kofi wrestled a flawless match. Um, you know, I, I I can't say enough about how good this match was. The win was just fucking incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, you know, the New Day took out Rowan on the outside, and it seemed like it was about to be over. But Kofi misses a trouble in paradise and Brian hits the running knee, but it got only got a two. Like I fucking marked out like crazy. Like I knew Kofi got the win, but shit, seeing that three years later, I was like, holy fuck. Like how the fuck did that happen, man? Crowd was going absolutely fucking crazy, dude. Uh, not long after that, Kofi hits a trouble in paradise. Um, I guess a three. 
New Day comes in celebrating. They're all crying. Then New Day uh, presents Kofi with the real championship because if you if you remember at the time, Daniel Bryan was the planet's champion. He had that like styrofoam looking fake ass belt. Gives Kofi the, the real belt. Kofi's two boys come in the ring and the five of them, Kofi's two boys, Kofi Woods and Biggie are all celebrating fucking hugging in the ring. I'm not going to lie. I had tears in my eyes. Like I'm crying fucking three years later and I'm like, damn, man. Now that's a story. That is just a fucking incredible story, man. Like, thank you, WWE, for that. Thank you, Kofi Kingston. Thank you, fucking Daniel Bryan. Thank you to all involved. That was a story. Like, not not doing these WrestleMania rewinds. That's something that I'll never forget. That's a top, that's got to be a top 10 moment in WrestleMania history. It was just so good. Thank you. It made this show. Uh, they show Andre the Giant replay. That's when uh, Braun Strowman won it. He eliminated the two SNL guys and the Hardy Boys last uh, we get a pretty cool little Hall and Nash vignette backstage. Next one, quick, quick, quick match. Uh, United States Championship match, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Samoa Joe fucking looked sick, dude. He came out and just dominated Rey Mysterio, beat the fucking shit out of him, choked him out over. Like, two-minute match. Three minutes at absolute most. Joe was a badass. I don't know if they cut the match, you know, because of timer. They just wanted to present Joe as a badass. But Dan was Joe presented as a badass. And that's another guy. Like, how the fuck did that guy never win a world championship in WWE? He should have been AJ. He should have been Brock. He should have been a multi-time world champion in WWE. It's so fucking disappointing. But squashed the fuck out of Rey Mysterio. Held that United States championship match. Uh, we move on. Another match. Uh, fucking the the. The, the present of the company, I was going to say the future, but the everything of the WWE right now, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Let's fucking go, baby. We get a badass video package for Drew and Roman. Uh, Roman's back from his absence um, from fighting cancer. He beat it. Thank God the big dog is back. And Drew McIntyre says, fuck the big dog. This is his house. This is his yard. And Drew looks like a fucking badass, man. Scottish psychopath. He looks really fucking good, man. And he's ready to fight Roman here at WrestleMania. Um, the bagpipe entrance is sick as fuck. And that's what Drew comes out to. He comes out to this nasty-ass bagpipe entrance. And then Roman Reigns comes out. And he was booed pretty heavily still, which I, I found surprising. Coming back from beating cancer, I thought that he would have gotten a pretty a bigger reaction on this big stage. But he, he didn't. He got booed pretty heavily. Um, but the match itself, it was it was really good. It was it was physical, as you'd expect it to be. Um, these guys just put on a hell of a match at Survivor Series not long ago. It was last year. And, you know, these guys put on another banger right here. Roman got the win, just like he did it at Survivor Series last year. Roman got the win here. Um, you know, it's basically a Superman and a punch or a, a Superman punch and a spear. It did feel kind of deflating, the ending. But, you know, it's amazing to see how far these two guys have come in three years. Roman's got the best character in the world. Drew McIntyre is on top of the world. You know, unfortunately, he's feuding with Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin right now. But he is still an A-plus player for the WWE. And Roman Reigns is an A-plus, plus, plus, plus player. This match, again, you know, if this was the third match on the show, it might have been a little bit different. But this is, this is starting to get to the point where the crowd was a little wore down. Um, and myself. After this, we get an Elias promo. We're like, oh, fuck, dude. Elias is in the ring. Um, but he was over as hell, man. The crowd was heavily into it, dude. I don't know why the fuck they didn't do more with Elias back in the day. Um, and then, boom, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, word life. 
John fucking Cena, dude. Thugonomics, John Cena comes out, dude. Rocking the backwards hat, rocking the rap music coming out. He's got the fucking knuckles on and shit. He comes out and, you know, spits some bars at Elias, punches him and dips, dude. What a fucking segment. I was like, this is probably like a top two or three moment of this of this night for sure. Uh, Kobe Kingston, obviously, was number one. Nothing's going to be Kobe Kingston throughout the rest of this night. That John Cena coming out, uh, Thug Life, Word Life, definitely probably number two. If I, I, you know, this six hour show on Peacock, if you could fast forward and get to it, go check it out or just YouTube it. It's fucking, fucking legit, man. So fucking good. Really fucking funny stuff, man. Good flows, good bars. And then he just lays Elias out, which is fucking awesome to see, dude. Um, definitely this, the, the second best part of the night. Um, now we got another fucking match. We got the Batista and Triple H match. And, you know, it's another match with, with, with an awesome fucking video package. Like, this video package was fucking so good, dude. This was, uh, I, I forgot Batista even wrestled on this match. So I guess I felt pretty in, insignificant about it. This match itself was really, really good. And like I said, the video package was awesome, dude. Uh, if you remember this, uh, they were having Ric Flair's 70th birthday party and Batista fucking laid him out backstage and he said, Triple H, I want you. And then this is where we got the gift where he's like, give me what I want. Give me what I want. And you get Batista screaming at Hunter. He wants a match with him. He got the match. Here we are. Um, Batista got a really cool entrance. Triple H had a fucking awesome entrance as always looks like something out of mad max and the terminator kind of combined super fucking cool trips always got the best entrances at wrestlemania but the match it was good it was physical um it, it really was back and forth it was really hard hitting trips used a big chain at one point and uh beat the shit with batista out of it and then he used pliers and ripped batista's nose ring out batista was um bleeding it was kind of fucking crazy then he used the pliers on batista's fingers and batista kind of sold that throughout the match which i i, I enjoyed um trips was smiling the whole time he was fucking like sadistic man a sick fucker um and then batista ended up taking a fucking big beating coming back giving triple h a big beating um back and forth pedigree batista kicks out it looks like batista is going to come back get the win i don't know where rick flair comes out hands triple h a sledgehammer Batista goes to hit Triple H with the other sledgehammer. Triple H runs at him, clocks him with a sledgehammer. Batista didn't know H had it for the one, two, three. Um, it was good shit. It was it was a fun match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, I'm sorry, I think he had a pedigree after he used a sledgehammer um, for the one, two, three. But the, mat, the match itself was fun. But now we're getting like four and a half hours into the show, and the crowd is fucking pretty dead at this point. Like, they are, they're, they're dying. They're dying. The match was fun, but they're dying. But I did I did enjoy it. Probably a top five top five moment segment of the show for sure was that match. Uh, next, the Kurt Angle retirement match. He's wrestling Baron Corbin. Uh, fuck, man. I remember I was deflated when I watched it then, and I was deflated when I watched it now. Um, the match was fine. The match was as, as good as it could have been. Kurt obviously can't go like he once could. Was Baron Corbin the right opponent for him? I don't think so. I wanted him to wrestle John Cena. At one point in the match, Baron Corbin even did not. You can't see me to Kurt Angle, like, like mocking the crowd because the crowd all wanted him to wrestle John Cena. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, I was thinking of John Cena. You can't see me and shit. But, but Kurt Angle and Corbin, they wrestled back and forth, man. I love Corbin's music back then. It was fucking so dope. Uh, Kurt's family was in the crowd. Corbin was kind of mocking, mocking at them, talking shit to them. 
And at the end of the day, it was an end of days that took Kurt Angle down, took his career down. And, you know, I don't think it was an ideal way for Kurt to end his wrestling career at the WWE going down to Baron Corbin like that. But, you know, who am I? The crowd was very disappointed with the outcome. I can tell you that. So 80,000 people agreed with me and Angle, uh, you know, he addressed the crowd after the match to a loud pop and asked them to chant it one more time. And he left with, you suck, you suck, you suck, you know, you suck chance. Um, he went out, out the door that way, taking a loss to Baron Corbin and, you know, wrestlers want to go out with losses. I don't know that Kurt wanted to go out with the loss to Corbin, but at the end of the day, we can't change history and it is what it is. The match was fine. That's it. Just fine. Uh, second to last match of the night. Thank God, because this fucking crowd was dying and, you know, that might've had something to do with, uh, why I didn't like the Kurt Angle and Bar- Baron Corbin match so much because the crowd just wasn't into it at all. And, you know, for Kurt Angle's retirement match. You want him to be into it. You want the crowd into it. But I digress. Moving on, we got the Demon King, Finn Balor, against the almighty Bobby Lashley. And Lashley looked cool as fuck. He had these, like, fucking zombie eyes in. They were, like, just, like, dark green. He looked fucking, or, like, light, like, fucking glaring green. He looked like a fucking badass. I can't believe it took them two years to do something with Bobby Lashley. Like, goddamn, dude, that guy is so chiseled. But the Demon came out. The Demon never loses. It was a really good back and forth. Um, it was a good back and forth match for a little bit. Finn eventually, so he started hot. Um, and then we got just pure intensity and physicality from Bobby. Balor would eventually hit him with a sling blade on the floor. Bobby hit a huge fucking spear on on Balor through the ropes. Um, like Big E style. It was fucking nasty. Um, but the crowd was just dead, man. And I don't, I don't blame them for being dead because we're there for like five and a half hours now, six hours. Um, but the, the demon ends up hitting a huge power bomb on Bobby in the ring. And the announcers really sold the power bomb and how Balor's got extra power when he's the demon. And Balor went up to the top and a coup de gras for the win. Finn Balor uh, is your new intercontinental champion. Good. I mean, it was fine for what it was, I guess. Seeing the demon is always cool. Bobby Lashley looked like a badass. The two of them together is an interesting mix. And, you know, it worked. Um, in the main events. Our triple threat match for the women's championship of Raw and the women's championship of SmackDown. Your women's champion on SmackDown is Charlotte Flair. Your women's champion on Raw is Ronda Rousey. And the number one contender for, I guess, both belts at this point, your Royal Rumble winner, big time Bex, the man, Becky Lynch. And Becky was so over Um, the video package for this was fucking phenomenal. Like I got so excited for this match just off the video package. And then you got Charlotte who comes out on a fucking chopper. Like how cool was that? She came out in a fucking chopper. Um, Ronda Rousey does end up coming out first, even though we saw Charlotte come out in her chopper. Ronda comes out first to uh, Joan Jett performing, which was cool. And then Charlotte comes out second. And Becky comes out last to big pop from the crowd. Um, really a huge pop. I don't know why everyone shits on this match. I thought the match was solid. There was really some good moments from all three women. Um, but I said it earlier in the show, the show is just too long, obviously. Like I was drained by this point. Like the match itself, like if this match was the second match on the show, I think people would have enjoyed it. But the mere fact is that it was the main event and the P- it was just a long, long show. Um, but there was a spot where the table didn't break. I know that people shit on that for a little bit. I know, uh, or after the match, that didn't look too good. 
But Ronda was pretty funny during the match, and she was getting offense in. She was talking shit. She was screaming at the crowd, which I thought was cool. Um, but both, all three women got their spots, and they got their moves in. We finally got Becky, Becky and Ronda to showdown. We thought it was going to be you know a hot little square off. They went for like 30 seconds uh, after a hot fist exchange. Ronda went for the Piper's Pit, and Becky countered it into like a crucifix-style um, pin attempt. She got the three count. Ronda's shoulder came up on two. Her shoulder was back down on three. There was a little bit of controversy. That's why I think people shit on this match. The ending definitely fell flat. But the match itself was good. But the show was six fucking hours, guys. Six hours of WrestleMania 35. I can't believe I went back and grinned and bared it. But that's what I landed on. I, wrestled, I landed on WrestleMania 35. So if that's what it is. That's what it is. And what I landed on next is WrestleMania 23. So I'll be talking all things WrestleMania 23 on the next podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this show. I think my overall grade for WrestleMania 35 will probably be like a seven. There's really nothing too special. Kofi Mania was fucking insane. That was great. But I mean, for six hours, you want more things to stand out. And all I have in my head is Kofi Mania and thugonomics john cena so while the card was the show wasn't bad by any means it wasn't great so i give it like a like a seven but kofi mania was fucking incredible just absolutely incredible so again i thank the wwe for giving us kofi mania because that was a wild ride and that was a lot of fun as was this show you can check the show out on all everything entertainment.com you got sports wrestling everything else there check it out you can also find the wrestling index podcast youtube spotify itunes anchor the works and you'll catch me later